episode 174 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Jingleheimer Janelle. And we are going to have a very, well, just a special episode tonight. Oh, you can't say very special. No, very special is sort of the trademark of my other podcast. Alex P. Keaton is my friend. And yes. um, I can't, you know. You can't take can't that. steal that. But this is going to be a special episode. If you guys would like to hear very special episodes, you should listen to my other podcast. Also. Okay. But since you're here, you should definitely listen to this show first. That's my recommendation anyway. Okay. Having a good uh, good week thus far? Yeah, what ifs? A little cooler than it's been? I almost passed out yesterday because my classroom does not have air conditioning right oh, that's now. that's right. That's right. That's In kind 100 of a bummer. plus degrees. Yeah, that's kind of a drag. Wearing a mask. <laughs> well... We didn't even notice because we've been doing school from home and our air conditioner works great here, so. I Well, it's funny because I didn't notice until around noon. I'm like, why is the air conditioner not on? Because it's like, turns on automatically. Yeah. The first thing I do in the morning, I turn on the lights and I make sure the air conditioner is on. So I <laughs> click it down to the lowest it can go. The lowest it'll let me. Well, at noon, I felt lie. Because I have no air conditioning. But then the plant manager couldn't fix it. What about the gardener? Well, I don't really know. Doesn't he work with the plant manager? (laughs) That's dumb. What about the plant agent? (laughs) Anyways, nobody can come fix it for who knows how long. So I have a box fan and one of those carpet dryers. (laughs) Or... Like blowers, yeah. you know, that kind of looks like air. a snail shape. It is a big orange snail. Yeah, snail blower. So the kids who sit on the floor, because I do have flexible seating, so there's a lot of kids who sit on the floor <laughs> because they're gonna be like blown away. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, it is gonna cool off a bit coming up here, but I do feel for you. Hopefully, hopefully they can fix that. But other than that, it's been an adventuresome week. Okay. I think I was there. Are you disagreeing with me? No, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. I thought you were going to jump into a story right now. (laughs) Wow. We're not even, like, in sync. It's like you took a nap and I took a nap, but then I also took an additional nap, so we're a little out of, like, our wavelengths. (laughs) It's like I laid by you and played on my phone the whole nap time. So then it's really like I took two naps and you took, <laughs> took none, none naps. naps. <laughs> exactly. And that makes a lot of sense. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You had the opportunity to nap. Oh, yeah. And you chose to not nap. I just was tossing and turning. Why toss and turn? You don't like tossing and turning. You whip out the DS. Yeah, but only for a little bit. And then I go to sleep. I did that too. Only you didn't go to sleep. You forgot that part. I tossed and turned. Well, naps aside, it's time to get to the news. You know how we always start out the news? How? You should rate and review us on wherever you listen to our pod. That's true. We are on a lot of different platforms. Many. And if you do a review while you're at it, Write us an email and tell us you did a review so we'll know to go and read your review. And you can do that by sending us an email at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Right. You could also follow us on Instagram, mandarinorangeshow. And Phil's going to post something really funny on his story. That's right. It's about cereal. It's sort of a visual gag, so it won't really help to. No, to we say can't it explain it on here. You'll have to go to our Instagram. So to you got to, yeah, you got you to gotta follow us there. Um, also, Twitter, at Mandarin Orange, and of course, please like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group, because that is where we're going to be doing our live stream this Friday. Yes! 9-24, September 24th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please come on, or watch it later if you're, like, working and stuff. It's true. We understand if you can't watch it live, and that's the cool thing, is you can watch the videos afterwards, but... I don't know if you guys saw, we did, like, when we did the event page, it kind of revealed 
what the subject is. Tell us, Janelle, what are we doing on this Friday's live stream with our special guest, Matt Vecchio? We are doing Dungeons and Dragons. And tell our listeners at home, how many times have you played Dungeons and Dragons? None times. In fact, I remember in recent weeks you saying, oh, I've always wanted to try that. I have. And now I get to be in my very first campaign. Have you ever created a character before or know any of the rules or anything? No, I know nothing, but I love creating characters. I've done that my whole life. I think this is going to be really fun, actually. <laughs> uh, and I don't think you guys are going to want to miss it. And if you want to be able to chime in on the campaign, maybe help us make some decisions. Do we fight those orcs or do we run away from the crowd of unruly rats? You might want to, you know, what? chime in. There's rats. Dungeon involved? Master Matt is running the campaign. I know nothing uh, about the campaign. I mean, it literally, it could be any story he wants to create, and if uh-huh. you follow the rules. But I think he's going to do a fantasy based one. But who knows? Could be futuristic. Space. Could be. I don't know. So, is it anything like the online bulletin board game I used to play called Legend of the Red Dragon or Lord? It's probably going to have some familiar feels to you. Oh. I love yeah. Legend of the Red Dragon. That's how nerdy this wife of yours is. Oh, I know. You often remind me of that. When you refuse to play something nerdy with me, you say, I'm already a nerd. I played Legends of the Red Dragon. <laughs> like, that's like, I would like run home from high school because that's when I played it. Dial in. <laughs> because I had dial in internet. Yes. And I'd say, don't pick up the phone. Nobody pick up the phone. I'm playing Legends of the Red Dragons. Yep, I can imagine. Well, it's going to be just like that. And it's going to be a crack up this Friday. Join us. And if you go on Facebook and you put that you're going to go to the event, that helps us get more eyeballs on it. Yeah. Even if you're not planning on going, just just say you're interested. Say you're going. Say you're interested in it. And then it still bumps up the numbers. And that reminds you to watch it later, and it's great. Yeah. So just do that. It's a win-win. It's a win-win-win. <laughs> also, we had some other, uh, let's see, last weekend, we had a Potbox Presents. Yes, we did. With Stephen Wesley Giles, and it was really fun, and he is quite a guy, and he shared a lot. And so if you guys are interested in watching that, you should definitely go to our Potbox Music Facebook page. And you can watch the video there. It's a long one because there were so many people in the chat. It's the most comments and and, and chat interaction that we've had yet. So um, it went a little bit because he responded to a lot of those. But it was really fun. It was a good good show. I really enjoyed it. Okay, so exciting news. Yeah, because we I told you last week that you were so close to this. So, as you guys may or may not know, for Father's Day this year, Janelle and the kids gave me an emperor for a day, and then it also included 12 additional emperors for a day hidden on little, like, certificates throughout our house, and it's basically an ongoing scavenger hunt, no clues whatsoever other than they're in our house, and as I find them, I can catch them in and be emperor for a day. Up until this week, I had found two of them. Uh-huh. One of them was kind of a gimme. You put it somewhere you knew I would find it on the first day yeah. to, to get things rolling. The next one was in the toilet paper package in the in the bathroom. And so, again, probably one I was going to see soon. You had when to you get do to, a couple of those. You need to get to the bottom of the toilet paper, I'm going to see it. right? And you'd like, oh, Phil, can you give me toilet paper? And so I found it. But then it's been sort of a dry spell since then. You did tell me last week that I was near it, and I thought through a bunch of stuff. And I finally figured out a place I thought it might be. And sure enough, in the foosball table, out in the playroom, in the little goal, you know, where the ball mm-hmm. goes into and you have to retrieve the hole, uh, or the, the hole that you have to retrieve the ball from, there was a certificate. Now, I first, I reached in the first side and I felt the paper and I'm like, yes. And then I pulled it out and it was a little packet of tomato seeds, which we had gotten a plant and apparently dropped into there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't ever realize it was lost in there. But then I felt around in the other one, and I found the certificate. So it's there. Because, I mean, where are you supposed to leave your tomato seeds? I know. In the football table. Well, it's because it's right by the back door, so a lot of times stuff gets set down on it. And then Mm -hmm. probably, like, slipped down and fell into the hole, and I didn't realize it. Well, you still haven't found the one that I actually... (gasps) Really? 
videoed you by because I thought you were going to find it. Interesting. And you videoed me? Did I not notice you videoing me? Nope. Oh, wow. So there's another one out there. So there's still nine more to be found nine in our house. More. We'll keep you guys updated uh, when I find more. Yes. But it's pretty exciting. And so I've got it scheduled now for, I don't even remember. It's a ways down because we got a busy October, calendar. October, it's busy. We got birthdays. Et celebrations. Live streams. You yeah. name it. We do have another live stream coming up, but the next one's going to be in October. So for Potvox Presents. So keep that in mind. Yes. Also, I had to update everyone on the toilet saga. Many of you guys who have followed along with our show for a while know that I've struggled with fixing our toilet. I've replaced several parts, including the seal on the toilet, and that worked great. But then in more recent times, other parts of the toilet have started to break down. Basically, here's the deal. Outside of the actual porcelain part, every single part of it by now has now failed. And I've had to go in and I'll fix one part. And then the next part breaks. So after I fixed all the seals, more recently, the refill, like the tower part mm-hmm. that refills, it stopped like filling. It was barely just trickling in. It would take like, it got to the point where it would take like 20 minutes or more for it to fill up because it just was trickling in. Something was broken in it. It's the Darth Vader toilet. So finally, yeah, that's right. I have to keep replacing each part. It's more machine than man now. So I replaced that part and that actually worked, except that. Well, first of all, I realized that I put one of the old parts back into it, so then I had to retake it apart. I accidentally set the old part next to a new one, so I only partially replaced it. So I got it all assembled and everything turned back on, and then I like looked at the counter, and there's the new part that I was supposed to have put in, and I didn't put it in. So then I had to do the whole thing over, drain the toilet all over again, replace that part. And then the hose that connects the water supply up to the tank started leaking. And this hose has been on there since, and that's the thing, all this stuff is at least 11 years old because it was all there when we moved in here and probably much older. older. Yeah. So this old cracked hose that goes in there. So then I had to re- do it all again and replace that. Got that all wired up. And then the I it's all set. And then I realized the water is like slowly draining back out of the tank. And I figure out the little flapper that covers up the hole is now like leaking. <laughs> so then I have to do the whole thing all over again. And we go down, actually went to the hardware store, picked out a flapper. You came with me, we'll, which we'll talk about later. Brought it home, wrong size. Didn't fit. Immediately went back. Immediately went back, got another one, put that thing on. Now that part works. All the other stuff works. And now the actual shutoff like valve that comes out of the wall, the water comes out of, that's got a leak in it. It's a small leak. And everything else is working because basically I've replaced all the other parts in the toilet except for... The actual thing coming out of the wall, it's got a super, super slow leak. Like one drip every minute. You know what I care about, though? That when I get up to go to the bathroom (laughs) three to four times a night, because I am on a pill that makes me have to pee a lot, I don't have to walk to the far bathroom. You don't have to stumble through the kids' bedrooms to get there. Yeah. And here's the funny part. So our kids have an adjoining bathroom. The second bathroom, we have two full, full bathrooms, but... The second bathroom. It's actually. It's not a three quarters. It's the three quarters. Because it's it's the shower. Um, But the second bathroom is between our kids' rooms. It's called a Jack and Jill, for those of you wondering. (laughs) If you're uh, any of our fans are uh, are real estate buffs. (laughs) Jack and Jill. It is. But it doesn't have two sinks. I thought Jack and Jill's have to have two sinks. I don't know. I thought it was just because it was like between two bedrooms. I don't know, maybe. I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't listen to me. <laughs> so, um, Audrey pointed out that I go the long way. Audrey's room's closer to us. I could go straight through her room and be at the bathroom. But instead, I walk down the hallway and go through Luke's room. And we've decided, because in my stupor, I'm used to Audrey's room being hard to get through. Sometimes in the past, it has been messy and you can't. Walk straight across her well, floor. Well, in Luke's room, we go out to the playroom in. So there's He's always got, a path. There's always a path to the playroom. There's I mean, not always a path. But in, in recent days. times, the kids have kept their rooms very clean. So this is all just like old well, memory. They're on camera for right. school. So. But it used to be that way. And so your it's brain, even when you're stuck. asleep, is still wired that way. Yeah. They're, they're actually really good at keeping their rooms clean better than we are. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because. 
our room is like the last bastion of our hoarding. It's never been decorated. It never like There's some pictures in done. there and stuff. It's just old pictures from our apartment that I did a long time ago. I know I like that. It feels like when we first got married. Oh my gosh. I hope you don't think you're ever taking those down. I already did. You didn't notice. <gasps> yeah, uh, I'm taking them all down to find the certificate hidden behind them. There's no. I don't know why you think I just hid them behind picture frames. Well, I can't think of where else you put them all. <sighs> all right. Well, anyway, the toilet is now. We've got it hooked up, but it does have a very, very slow drip. So it momentarily, and I realize this is a short-term fix. I've just got a bowl under it. And, like, after four or five days, it's barely, like, covered the bottom of the bowl. It's not a fast drip. But, obviously, I don't want that dripping into our bathroom onto the floor. So We'll have to go back to the hardware store. I'm hoping I can just, like, replace a washer in it. You know, like, you can take the end part off and maybe... Do you know about that? Yeah, because I did fix one of the faucets outside, like, on a hose faucet. You know, spigot. So we'll see. Just don't take my toilet away from me. It's too soon. That's the thing. Like, I'm worried because it is it is functioning now with such a slow drip. And what if I go in there and then I mess it up worse? Yeah. Come on. But I can't, like, long term have I a know. drip, bowl, a drip bowl in the bathroom. Just, just give me a little bit of time with the toilet, please. I did also fix a sprinkler this week. It was a very handy week for me. Yeah. And I meant to tell you, it's not... It's not it's going not off in the mornings. Going off in the mornings anymore. It's good. Well, it is going off though. I can. I've seen it late at night when it's supposed to go off. So you fix the timer. And I fix the broken sprinkler. Mister, fix it. I know it's been so busy fixing all these things. It's really hard. No wonder I needed a nap today. Two naps. Two naps. Two nap Phil. And two naps. That's what they call me. Two nap <laughs> Phil. All right. So, uh, what else? Okay, so real quick, because we didn't watch any movies this week, so we're not going to do a movie section, but I just needed to do a follow-up, some other thoughts about the Bluebird. I didn't get to mention a couple things. This is the the Shirley Temple movie we watched last week. It was so weird that it just took a while for all the stuff process, to simmer. Process, process. So one of the parts that we didn't talk this is about. is exactly what I wanted, by the way. I'm aware. One of the things that we didn't talk about in the Bluebird, we, we did mention... <laughs> That one of their stops was in the, like, before time area where it's before people are born. And so it's, like, all the unborn spirits, spirits of the people. And and for whatever reason, they're, like, different ages. Remember we talked yeah, about? So there was, like, some teenagers, teenagers that some fell in love. very young children that could barely talk. They met Abraham Lincoln. We talked, you know, the, the romantic teens. But the most important one I can't believe we didn't mention is a little girl comes up to them. It's a brother and sister on this journey. Mm-hmm. And the little girl comes up and says, like, oh, I know I'm you. I'm going to be your little sister. And they're like, oh, oh. we're so excited. We're going to have a sister. And that would have been fine. Like, okay, that's cool. That's cute. And then they're like, we're so excited for you to come live with us forever. And she's like, oh, well, there's only one problem. I won't be with you very long. <laughs> And they're like, oh, no. And they're all sad because basically the baby's gonna die. they're saying the baby's going to die. Like, why do they have to do that? It's such a downer. It must be in the book. I don't know. All I know is they took a lighthearted, like, oh, they're meeting their baby sister before she's born. And then all of a sudden, like. Made it very dark. Very dark turn. Very suddenly. And then they're all sad and, like, and holding her crying and stuff because she's going to die as a baby. So you tell the children. You. You tell the children that they're going to be born and then they're going to have a short life and die? Like, yeah. this is a horror movie. It's, it's messed up. I'm telling you, this thing is weird. And in fact, the more I thought about it, and I, I think you'll agree with me, this movie is like a precursor, an early version of Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Do tell. All right. So basically, in Excellent Adventure, that's all time traveling, but Bogus Journey, it starts with them. In the real world, right? Okay. But then they wind up getting killed. They go to the afterlife and experience all these things in the afterlife, including they go to hell, which this more or less feels like, you know. <laughs> no, but actually it's not true. The part they with that is when they go and meet the grandparents and they're like suffering and they have to like, you know, they can only wake up. When there people tell? think about them, or the well, it's just a fiery forest, or the fiery forest, both. I mean, all of that stuff. So they go on these like bizarre afterlife adventures. Then, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they go to heaven, 
in this one, they go to like the before time heaven thing and they meet all these people who were famous on earth before. So they actually see, you know, like Abraham Lincoln or whoever, you know, famous people that have died, but mm-hmm. this was made so that it was set before they saw those people. But it's the same group of famous people they met. Plus they meet like uh station, the weird alien guy up there, of course, but it's the same kind of thing. And then there's like a God figure that comes out and talks to them and everything. And they go on all these journeys through the different parts of Bizarre Afterlife. Bill and Ted's bogus journey, I would say, was inspired by... The Bluebird. The Bluebird. That's how bizarre it is, that that's the closest (laughs) thing I can think of to it. Well, that definitely deserves some follow-up. Oh, and they're led on this tour by a weird creature or person from the afterlife. In this one, it's the light woman. In In Bogus Journey, it's death. I'm telling you, there's a lot of parallels. I think... There was some inspiration there. They probably one of the guys that wrote the movie or worked on that movie saw the Bluebird and was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I gotta need to make do something a more like modern that." Movie. Yep. So I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I think there's a lot of connections there. All right. So that's it for the news, and we're gonna do a segment we haven't done in a long time for obvious reasons, and it's time to do it again because we had some mommy daddy time. What? For those unacquainted with our show, Mommy Daddy Time is where we talk about dates and special activities that you and I get to do without the kids. Right. Due to the situation of being in a pandemic, we have not really gotten to do that much over the last couple of years. No. We're all in this together, which is wonderful, but also we got to do a little Mommy Daddy Time this week. Tell us about our activities. What big date do we go on? So, first of all, with the toilet saga... We had to go to the hardware store. And we went together. Like, our kids are, you know, old enough. Audrey's in middle school. <laughs> for short, close runs. We leave a phone with them, tell them not to move <laughs> from their location. The rule is they're not supposed to do something that could, like, put them in mortal danger. Like, I don't want them to eat while we're gone and have someone choke or something like yeah. that. Which I realize is probably, like, hyper-protective, but... It is. Whatever. But. Makes me feel comfortable. And they don't care because they can sit and play video games or read books or watch a movie or whatever. We don't leave to run an errand when they're hungry. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, it was really fun. Yeah. Weirdly. We went into a hardware store and you helped me get the stuff I needed. We don't. We haven't even like gone into stores. We just don't do that. But I had to because. Part of the problem with this toilet saga is we've been buying parts for it on Amazon. We, and so, I, I didn't even mention this, I bought one of the things we got was, didn't fit, it was the wrong size for the pipe. Yeah. Um, and the flapper that I got was the wrong size, because you can't, like, examine it. And it's not always clearly marked exactly what it is you're getting, you know, so... We just I needed to be able to take the broken part, walk into a hardware store, and hold it next to the thing I need, and then say, okay, that's the same and as this. And we still... We still managed to get one of the wrong the things. the wrong part and had to go right back. But the pipe we got, that was correct. Yeah. So... And it was so great in our little town. We walk in with the receipt and the part that didn't work, and the store clerk said, oh, just go hang it up on the thing and... Bring the part you need. Bring I'll the take part care you of it need. when you're done. So. Yeah, they didn't, like, scan it back in. They just took our word for it. Like, I mean, obviously, I didn't bring them back something damaged, but I could have, like, and they wouldn't have known. But they're like, yeah. Look at She's it. like, just go put it on the shelf. I'll, we'll take care of it later. That's uh, small our town. small town. So, um, that was really fun. And then something else is you heard from your music group. Yeah, I have to I have to give some backstory on this because, you know, I'm in a lot of different music related groups on Facebook, right? It used to be actual forums and, you know, groups and stuff, but they don't really exist that much anymore. Facebook so it's all Facebook is groups. Easy. That was a very good move. I, I really miss that Facebook. though. It was. But the structure of like the classic forums is way easier to like search for the stuff that's on there. 
to add to an That's older true. thread, you know, because then they would have a running thread for like, let's say my Starflyer 59 group, and it would talk about vinyl releases. And there's just a thread for vinyl releases. So if you want to talk about that, you could go in the thread, see what people have said before and add to the conversation. Whereas now stuff gets buried on Facebook and yeah. 10 different people will start up a thread about the new album. And it's like, yeah, we've already had that, but it's not that person's fault because it's hard to see. Even if you search, it doesn't even come up chronologically. Right. So, yes, that's definitely taking the place of it, but it's not as good as the old forums, I got to say. I digress, however. (laughs) So, in these groups, a lot of people were talking about and posted pictures of, to prove it, that the Dollar Tree stores near them had, like, CDs in the store in little boxes, and they were finding, like, all this great stuff that's, like, pertinent to the scenes that I'm interested (laughs) in, you know? All these great, like... You know, it was mostly 2000s-ish stuff, you know, so not like old, old, but like it looks like Christian bookstores or music stores that had gone out of business and then Dollar Tree bought up all the old stock. So, you know, we're probably talking about 10 years old for a lot of these albums, but there was all kinds of stuff in there that I would be interested in. And it's a dollar at Dollar Tree. And everyone's like, yeah, you got to go check it out. And probably 20 to 30 people posted Mm. about this. Everyone's posting their pics with the receipt from Dollar Tree to prove they got it at Dollar Tree. And so there's... We have two Dollar Trees in our town. And so after the hardware store, we're like, well, let's... Let's just run over to the Dollar Trees and see. While we're out. Right. Well, actually, one of them we did... We did them on two different days. Yeah. But... We went to both the Dollar Trees, We did. To jump to the end here, there were no CDs in either of these. I searched around. I think maybe it's more of a Midwest thing or something. But I went up and I talked to one of the people that worked there who's uh, probably couldn't have been more than 18. This kid worked there. And he was very polite. And I think he was very sincere. But this made me feel super old. I went up to him and I was like, hey, so I, you know, explained the situation. I heard that like you guys have CDs here possibly. And I was wondering if you knew where those were. Do you guys have them? And he looked at me like Like really confused. What? Yeah. And he's like, do you mean those discs that play movies? And I was like, okay, like that. Those are DVDs. I saw those over there, but do you have like CDs? They're like discs where they play music. music. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, I have never heard of a disc that plays music. I, I don't even know what that would be. No, I'm sorry. We don't carry those. And I'm like, what? what? How is this person? But it makes sense if you think about it. So let's say he's 18. That means he was born in 2003, right? Right. It means by the time he was 10, where he might be starting to be aware of music and stuff, iPhones, smartphones are already out. Like, you know, I think he might have been younger than 18. I think he was in high school. He could have been. So, I mean, by the time he was aware of it, you know, iPods were already outdated. Right. You know, so that's how far into digital music we are. So maybe he just doesn't. And if his parents aren't into that and they don't have CDs laying around, you know, because already people give me weird looks when I'm, you know, I want to buy CDs. Even people in my music groups, there's still a minority of us that actually buy CDs. More people are into vinyl because it's, like, the cool thing to do now. But, honestly, most people don't buy CDs anymore. I'm aware of it. Well, you know what, though? What? You have listeners to this show who live in the Midwest. That's true. Calling all (gasps) Midwest listeners. If you live... I'm going to guess outside of California because I think it's probably, you know, our, like... Christian bookstores, quote unquote, and stuff like that went out of business probably a lot before. A long time ago, before. So if you live by a Dollar Tree, I have a mission for you. Check your Dollar Tree and see if they have CDs. And now most of the people that described it say that there's like a small box that's kind of tucked. A lot of times it's like tucked near the bottom of the shelf. Sometimes it's near either the books or the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along in those areas. But it could be tucked anywhere. Some people have said they actually asked someone that worked there. And the people said, oh, yeah, we've got a box of that. And they pulled a box out from the back. So it's, those are the three places that most people said they found it. If you live anywhere near Dollar Tree and you think maybe you would do that, that would be amazing. And if you find it, like, tell me what you get. Maybe yeah. buy some or message us and say, hey, I'm at the Dollar Tree. Here's what they have. Yes. I'll I'll send you, like, I'll PayPal you money to ship them to me. Yep. 
I realize that defeats the purpose of getting them for a dollar. But if our listeners buy them, I'll pay you for them. Yeah. I'll buy them off of you. Definitely. Probably, you know, give you a little, uh, little finder's fee. Yeah. So please, please go that would be to incredible. your Dollar Tree and see. Let me know. And if you do go and they don't have them, you can still report back and let me know. Yeah. Also, it's fun because the DVDs they have at the Dollar Tree, there was a very small section of them, probably about, I don't know, 40 or 50. And I've literally never heard of a no. single one of them. They're they're so low budget, you know, direct to DVD. I've never heard of any of it. Well, they're a dollar. I know. But it's just, you'd think that there's at least something, you know, like a third sequel to bring it on the TV musical mm-hmm. or whatever. Like nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right. And then we also did one more part of our date. Don't forget. The gas station. So you filled up the tank and then I went in and showed the receipt so they would turn on the air for free. And then I could fill up the tires. Although legally they have to turn on the air even if you don't buy gas in the state of California. But it's just easier. It is. Because they definitely have to if you buy it. But their little air meter thing that shows the pressure yeah. gauge. We're not going back here on it. Yeah. Right? They don't have a pressure gauge. It's busted off on this one. So I had to get the pressure gauge. Fortunately, I have one in the car. And I had to get that out and you like put the thing on and then switch the pressure gauge to see if mm-hmm. it's in the right thing. And because of that, you had to turn it on twice. You had to go back into the guy and tell him. I went in, but I asked him three times. Well, the, the first, first time he didn't turn it on. He said it didn't go on, that their wireless thing sometimes yeah. doesn't work. So, but we finally got it. And now you're, the air and the tires are all. Now I feel leaving. much safer. Yeah. Those are our hot dates. Pretty good, so, huh? So romantic. Hardware right. store and the gas Dollar station Tree. and the Dollar Tree. Just like old times. I bought stuff at Dollar Tree. Well, of course. I knew you were going to. I got some good candies. And I got some cookie sheets. For your classroom. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you guys have young children, you get those like ABC letters. And they can arrange them on the cookie sheet so it's not, like, you know, a mess. And then they can practice writing the words, and they can highlight the vowels. Nice. Well, that was our mommy-daddy time. And who knows when we'll have another one, but I'm glad we got to drop that in there. It's great. Up next, it's time for us to play a little game. Let's do our top five. Every time a bell rings, we give our top five. Okay, I had I was inspired for this one. I came up with this one on my yeah, own. Yeah, I'm proud of you. This is good. So I think it's your turn to go first this time. It is. But here's the category. It's actually going to be a double top five this week. Not ten, but a double. Two related subcategories of top fives. So the first category is rides and attractions at Disneyland slash Walt Disney World. We're combining the two here. Disneyland or Walt Disney World that you've been on and are gone now. So your top five rides or attractions that you experienced and are now gone. That's part one. And then part two of the list is your top five rides or attractions at either Disneyland or Walt Disney World that you never got to experience that was either you know gone before we went there and never got to experience it and now are gone. So yeah. top five. So five that you've experienced that are gone, five you have not experienced that are gone. All right. So why don't you do uh, the ones you've experienced first? We'll do like part, you know, we'll compare well, them. Yeah. And then we'll do the second part. Okay. First on my list in no particular okay. order okay. is People Mover. Ah, yes. I love that people move around Disneyland. Yeah, because the one at Walt Disney World is not the same. It's great, and I'm glad it's still there so we can at least have some experience with it. But it's not the same. It's not the same. What's different? What did they have on the people mover in California that's different? Well, I remember Tron. Yeah, they had a speed tunnel. But weren't there two screens? Like, screen tunnels like yeah. that? Mm, I think there was just one tunnel. Well, there was before Tron, there was a different tunnel. 
But I think it was like it was race cars, yeah. But remember, but it's it did go through different stuff besides that though, because it went through all the different attractions. Yeah, as I well. remember seeing Space Mountain from it. Yeah. I remember seeing Journey through Inner Space from it. Yeah. Um. And then at one point, then it was actually going through Star Tours. Yep. So. And then it also went around the um, Carousel of Progress, which is. Well, it was America Sings. And it was Innoventions when it was finally taken out. But it actually went all yeah. the way around that as well. Yeah. And then it goes out by the um, by the submarine lagoon. It goes over by the monorail station. All around through Tomorrowland. It's great. It's gone now. So, People Mover. And I got to experience it. They, it was actually there when we were in college. Yeah. They took so. it out for the rocket rods, which were dumb and broke immediately and are now gone. Yeah. And the track's still there. The track is still there. And so many people wish they would put it back. Supposedly, the structure is damaged so that it's too expensive to. But, man, if they did, imagine if they put that back. People would go crazy for it. Oh, yeah. Like, Instagram central. Yeah. They don't know what they're missing. All right. The next one is Journey Through Inner Space. Yes. Also in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. I have a very vivid memory of being, like, a very young Janelle going on this ride for the first... I don't know if it was the first time, but it was, like, the first thing I remembered. I was like, this is... This is some magic. You really thought you were were shrinking down, right? I thought I was shrinking into a magnifying scope. A microscope? That's what I meant to say. (laughs) And I thought I became small and shrunk. Yeah. It was a very convincing effect. Is there, like, videos of that ride you can watch? Yeah, you can. there are, but because of the nature of it, and especially how the, you know, this would have been, like, probably on a film camera. I guess there could have been video at the time, because it was taken 80s. out in the early 80s. But there's nothing can ever capture the experience of actually being on it. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of video, sure. there's, there's footage of it. So, I've watched I just, it. <laughs> like, I remember it was one of those things, too, like the Haunted Mansion. You just, like, got on it. Yeah, like, the Omni Mover. Stop yep. moving. So, As was uh, the People Mover as well. Yeah. All right, next up, we're going to hop on over to Walt Disney World. Okay. And the Maelstrom. Maelstrom. This was a boat ride in the Norway Pavilion, and it was amazing. You and they, will not pass through this way again. Yeah. Trolls, I love it. Lots of trolls. They took it out for Frozen. Yeah, which is a huge bummer. I love Frozen, but it is not as good not as it as used good. to be. They did keep the same track, so, I mean, at least, or, you know, the boat track. Yeah, at least you, you do this, like, backwards thing. Where you think you're going down... Back, back, over the waterfall. Yeah, you think you're going um, down a thing, and then you go backwards, and then you go in opposite direction. It was so cool and creative. And you could see the little point of the boat poking mm-hmm. out into the pavilion out there, so you yeah. could see a part of they it. They blocked that off, right? Yeah, that's closed entirely. It's such a drag. I loved that ride. So next up is... The great movie ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that's gone. I had to bump it because um, there was some other stuff that, yeah. that I bumped for the great movie ride. And I just have such good memories of little Lukey wanting to go on it because we knew it, we knew it wasn't going to be there. We knew this was our last chance to go on it. Yeah. So I just remember his little voice saying he wanted to go on it. I think we went on it like two or three times that yeah. time, too. So, so cute. That that was in 2017, right? Yeah. The, like, second time we went. Because the last time we went, it was gone, and they put yeah. in the Mickey and Minnie thing. And then the last one I put is Skyway. Oh, and like, yeah, through the Matterhorn? Through the Matterhorn version. Yeah. Because I know there were some versions without it, but... Well, that was before. We never experienced that because that was before we were born. Yeah. So I experienced the Matterhorn and I loved seeing the Yeti. And you have video footage to prove it. I do. That I just came across recently. It's pretty great. Like, 
we're on the sky cars and you can see inside the Matterhorn. The um Yeti. Yeah. We haven't posted that Yeti. We should. We should. So. Okay, so we have that's your top five, right? That's my top five. We have quite a few overlaps here. Okay. Um, again, no particular order, but my first one was Journey Through Inner Space. Mm-hmm. Actually, that kind of is a particular order. That is the ride I miss the most. I remember it very vividly. It was my favorite ride when I was little. Mm-hmm. And I love Star Tours, which replaced it. Star Tours is great, and I also have amazing memories with that. But I would just, if they, I would, that's the ride I miss the most. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. It was really good. It just felt so real. You know, and I realize part of it is being a little kid and probably as adults, you know, it might feel more like a dark ride or whatever, but it just, it felt so real going in there. It was so educational. I miss a lot of the old, well, some of which I experienced and some of what I didn't, but the educational aspects of Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. which I know aren't, you know, big crowd pleasers, but I I do like that stuff, yeah. <laughs> as you know. I do. So that's my number one. My second one was Maelstrom, obviously. Absolutely love that ride and was devastated when they took it out. Now, don't get me wrong. These are all top five, but there are so many others that didn't make the list. This was not an easy list. I typed like three different things. But I kept strictly to five. I didn't do any bonus mentions or anything like that. I didn't do any bonus mentions. I'm just telling you, I did have other ones that I bumped and... Up next, and I think you might agree with me on this one, the submarines, the original submarine ride at, at Disneyland. I did think about that. That was my other favorite ride as a kid. Like, I absolutely loved it. And I know that it reopened with, like, Finding Nemo, but it's it is not, not the same. All the projections same. are so lame. The, the actual animatronics, the physical stuff out there is, like, so much better. And there are some parts of that. On, even on the Finding Nemo one that are still good, but like there was just nothing like it. The soundtrack, it felt like you were, again, it felt like you were diving under yeah. the ocean and the silly like sea serpent at the end. Like it just, it was so, a special thing. The mermaids. I have a vivid memory that okay. I'm wondering if you share with me. Okay. So I remember like when the submarine first like takes off. I remember seeing like more like cardboard cutouts of fish and different sea creatures under the water. And then you go through the bubbles and then they turn into the 3D like animatronic ones. That's a hallucination you had because they were all all the way there through. There was never any cardboard cutouts. No, not that I'm aware of. First of all, cardboard would probably disintegrate in the water. Well, it wasn't like cardboard. No, it was always like they had the crab down there that were battling. Yeah, I know, but I just remember it was like cartoony at first, and then it turned three-dimensional. I think this is a hallucination or a dream or something. That's no. It could be a dream. It could be, because it was was solid all the way through. Now, it became more fantastical when you went there because it was like real sea creatures and divers and stuff. And that might be what I'm thinking and then when you about go is the build underneath because the then you see like the sea dragon, you see mermaids. Yeah. There's the underwater city yeah. of Atlantis. So and they never had the real mermaids in our lifetime. No, no, no. But there's a part where he's like, am I hallucinating? Could these be mermaids? You know? Yeah. Well, we better go back up. So it was more fantastical, but it still was like depicted as realistic. Whereas the outside was just, here's the sea creatures. Here's a diver. Here's a treasure chest. Yeah. It wasn't cartoony. If if anything, it was like reversed. Right. But it was all 3D stuff though. It wasn't right. ever flat stuff. Anyway, I missed that a lot. I would also, I never got to see the one in Florida, but you know, the one in Florida was 20,000 leagues under the sea themed, which is pretty rad. That is rad. Uh, number four, I put Mission to Mars. I loved that too. It was sort of a precursor to uh, Star Tours. Yeah. Did you ever? Do you remember going on it? It was still oh, there yeah, when we were in college. in college. Yeah. Um, it's where they have the pizza port there now in Tomorrowland. A lot of mine are in Tomorrowland. You might notice that's three now. <laughs> um, in Disneyland's Tomorrowland, but I loved that. It was just such a like because originally it was Mission to the Moon or Journey to the Moon, yeah, Rocket to the Moon. That's what it was. Then it became, I don't know, they changed it to one other thing with Moon, and then it became Mission to Mars after we'd actually gone to the Moon because it wasn't so like futuristic anymore, right? And that's obviously the one that we remember. But that was still there in college. When we were in college, 
those were also three there. Submarines, the People Mover, and Mission to Mars still in college. And not to mention the Circle Vision that was over there. Like, Tomorrowland looked completely different when we were there. And the original Star Tours, too. And then finally, number five, I put the People Mover. I got to agree on that. I love the one in Florida, but I the one in California has a, such a special part of my heart. So how much? How many overlaps? Three. Three overlaps. Yeah, okay. and I don't disagree with yours. The ones that you mentioned are ones that I debated and tossed off my list. And there's so many, many do you more. Only have Maelstrom from Walt Disney World. Yeah, I do. I guess I only had great movie right? Yeah, I, partly yeah. because Disneyland is so much more my nostalgia from my childhood, you know, so, but that Maelstrom had to make the list. Right. Of course. All right. So now let's do top five rides that are not there anymore that you never got to experience rides or attractions. Yeah. And here's the thing. I don't have the names, right? That's okay. I can help you out and whatever. It's close enough. So the first one is in no particular order because I'd never even experienced these. Right. So how would I how would rate you know? them? Is the Rainbow Ridge. Okay. So this is actually a mine train through nature's wonderland. Yes. Rainbow Ridge is the town that you go through. Okay. And it's there's like remnants of it at the end of Big Thunder Mountain. That's yeah. where the little models are and stuff. But it was much more detailed and you got up close with it and... If I remember correctly, the pack mules also went past the route. Yeah, the Rainbow I Ridge. I think that's correct. And just, I would love to see the like balancing rocks. Oh that, my like, gosh! Rotated and the caves and you the go caves. through, the waterfalls, all the animals. There's there are remnants of it out there by the rivers of America as well, but it's not the same. So Rainbow Ridge. Yep. Um. Well, Mon- Nature's Wonderland. The Monsanto House. House of the Future. Yes. Yes. Can you still see the foundation? I think it's mostly covered by shrubbery now, but if you know where it is. Tinkerbell Pavilion is. It used to be you could see the foundation pretty clearly, but now it's pretty Pretty obscured. Yeah, so the House of the Future, and then I said Autopia with no track. There used to be no like middle track. That didn't last very long, but yeah. And I just think that would be so cool. And it was, like, longer, I think. I experience that all the time when we drive on the road. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're so... <laughs> <laughs> and the next one would be the Chicken of the Sea Boat. Oh, a restaurant. Interesting. I did well, say rides they, or attractions. They said that this was an attraction in the map. That's why I put it. All right. This was a considered a free attraction. So tuna, you would go to the tuna restaurant. Well, you know, I literally everything not, on the menu has. Tuna. I would not have eaten the tuna. I just want to see it. Just want to see it. So cool. It did like really change the face of of Fantasyland when yeah, that was taken out. They rearranged everything. I know. Including moving Dumbo. I know. So and I they took out really the Skull Rock to too. And then the last one is the flying saucers. Yeah, I could see that. That one didn't make my list because they did the flying saucers at California Adventure. And they worked about as well as everyone described the old ones working. But they look awesome. They look 1950s. And then they had that like rocket guy go up out of it who was like the rocketeer. And back when the rockets were on top of the people Mm. mover. So you had like proper... That's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't... I'm not, like, familiar with the old Disney World as much. And I try to do it from my own brain. That's good. So. Well, you don't watch as many of those, like, YouTube documentaries about them. Yesterland. Yesterland and Defunctland. If I could just... I'll, I'll... tell you those right now those are two amazing youtube channels they do a lot of disney mostly disney i would say but they also cover other amusement parks and stuff fascinating yesterland and defunct land will be easy to find on youtube my gosh you guys there's good stuff that's where if you want to see the journey through interspace they've got great stuff yeah. on that and they go into amazing detail about the history of the ride and what happened to it what replaced it what's re- what's left of it still good stuff all right, so let's hear yours. All right, my top do we have five. Overlap? We do. The okay. first one is the House of the Future. I Obviously, knew you would I mean that. that's that's like your dream house. I, I've always wanted to see that. Although you don't ever want to get rid of anything, and you're stuck in the past. Right, that is the past, and that's what I want to see. 
No, I, I all of the walkthrough attractions of early Tomorrowland are fascinating to me because there's so little information about a lot of them and just how different, like, I mean, Tomorrowland from when we were in college is almost completely gone. Imagine the Tomorrowland from opening mm-hmm. and shortly, the, you know, in the, in the opening couple of decades, like it's completely different. Yeah. And I would love to go back and see all of it. But House of the Future is sort of the epitome, the, the pinnacle right. of those walkthrough things um, in Tomorrowland there. The second one for me is actually a Walt Disney World one. And it's called Horizons. And it's this really cool, it, it was, this really cool, like, sort of dark ride type thing. It had animatronics and stuff, but it was all about, it. it in some ways, the theme kind of reminds me of what's inside Spaceship Earth. Uh-huh. But, you know, different, a little bit different approach. And it was actually where the mission space is now. Okay. And it just looks really cool. I've watched, you know, some of those guys' documentaries about it. And it just looked like a really, really cool one that I wish we could check it out. So when did they take it out? Because I might have They seen took it. it out for, you might have. And we'd have to go and look for the exact years because you went before I did. But they took it out and then put in um, mission space. Now, the other one, there's World of Motion. I didn't put this on the list, but World of Motion is another big one that was there. And that one got bumped out for Horizon just because it looks cooler. But that one they took out to put in Test Track. So there were two really big, like, dark rides over there in in Future World that they put those two in. So Test Track was the new hot ride the first time I went. But Horizons may have still been there. So I might have, because we went into all the things but this was a dark ride yeah but there's like a pavilion as well all of them had like you know sort of like the land has a ride and then a big pavilion mm-hmm. around it. that's kind of how all of them were structured and universe of energy that was also there but it was just before ellen you know ellen came in later hmm. so there's a lot of stuff in epcot that was totally different oh for sure um and so this one is – oh, and that, by the way, one of the other ones that we did experience that was really close was in Epcot. What was it called? The Health the Life Pavilion? Wonders of Life Pavilion? Mm-hmm. That one attraction that had, like, all the Saturday Night the Live people in it? Me. Well, that, too. But also, remember the one that had, like, Elizabeth Shue? No, not Elizabeth Shue. That was Body she Wars. Was Body Wars. But there was one where it was, like a, like, a kid, and it was all about, like, I don't know, life stuff. But remember, it had all the different Saturday Night Live cast members that were all part of the show. Like Kevin Nealon was in it, and I think Phil Hartman and stuff. I John Lovett. That was the making of me. No, that one Short. is Martin Short. This is a totally separate one. It was like in a little theater. There's a little animatronic kid up in front, and he would t- talk to you. And then, like, all the. It was kind of like. A, I'll tell you what it was like. It was like um, Inside Out, where, like, each part of his brain, it was in the brain. Oh, I do And have, each Saturday Night Live cast member that. was, like, a different yeah. part of his brain that would, like, operate stuff. And then it was really funny. I do remember that. That was a close runner-up, but I had to go for the Disneyland yeah. stuff. That probably was, like, the next one down that got bumped okay. off. Anyway, then I have Journey into Imagination. Now, this one is fascinating. Again, highly recommend the documentaries from these guys. But what we know now is Figment, Journey into Imagination with Figment whatever, yeah. is a completely gutted and different ride from what it used to be. And it was yeah. this other amazing, like, animatronic ride where there was, like, it was almost like steampunk, and you went and flew through with these, like, big dirigibles and stuff, and it was all, it was incredible. It looks really, really amazing. It's where Figment originally was. Right. I love what's there now, and I enjoy seeing the Eric Idle, but the original stuff looks really amazing. And the, that when you're reading about, like, in all the comments and stuff, that's the one that most people who grew up with Epcot, like, lament. That's their Disneyland. It is. That's their journey through inner space. Right. Like, that's what they're like, oh, I can't believe it's gone. So I've always wanted to try that. Then I have the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea walkthrough in Disneyland. Again, back to Tomorrowland in Disneyland. Yeah. I realize that there is a version of that in Paris now, and hopefully we'll get to see that at some point. We will. But the original one, oh, I mean, because there's very, very little footage or pictures or anything yeah. of the original one. So I would love to have seen that. And finally, I put Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland, like you did. So we had, uh, what, two overlaps, two overlaps on that But one. you watch a lot more docs. Yeah, because I had my two of them were out in Florida. Yeah. So. That's our top five. Yay! You guys, tell us what your top five are. Please write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com because we'd like to know what things do you miss from Disneyland or Disney World? Have you ever been there? And if that is not the case, what's your local amusement park? 
Yeah. I would love to hear about like what rides or attractions are near you or what things you grew up going to. Because for us, Disneyland was always pretty close. I lived like closer for an you. Hour. Yeah. So <laughs> 45 minutes. But for people that didn't grow up near that, like I know there's, you know, obviously we've been to other amusement parks across the country. So I'd love to hear what yours are and what things you're nostalgic for. And, and maybe such. we've been to them. And we might have. And, oh, I'm hoping there are some that we've been to. <laughs> and if there's ones we haven't been to, then even more so, I want to go to. Yeah. So please write us in and let us know, guys. We'd love to hear about that. All right. That is our top five. And we got to move along. we got a few more things to cover here. We are going to do something we haven't done in quite a while. And that is video games. Video games. Now, I was specifically requested to do this by listener of the show, friend of the show, and co-host of my other show, Keith, <laughs> because he was asking about, I haven't done an update for a long time about my Moby Dick reading in my video game section. You haven't. And a part of it is that I did fall off of it for a little while, um, reading other stuff and vacationing and whatever, and fell out of it, but... I have gotten back on it, actually read a chapter just this last week. But just some other updates real quick on video games we've been playing lately. New Pokemon Snap we've mentioned before, but they did a free update. And there's like new levels and worlds, and it's super great. Lots of new Pokemon to do. How do you like the new update? I don't know. That's right. You don't ever get to play video games during the school year. It's not a priority. I'm not summer Janelle or spring break Janelle or winter break Janelle or even Thanksgiving break Janelle. But here's the thing. When you come home, you could goof around on video games, but what you like to goof around on is social media. Yeah, because I don't get to look at it all day. I know, but I'm just saying when I have that type of free time, a video game is often the thing that I will goof around with or play with the kids, you know. Well, that's probably why I have 10,700 followers that's probably why. vacation pants. That is probably why. Well, also, like, in recent times, we've been playing a lot of game show type games. Yes. So, we have a Trivial Pursuit game on the Switch that's structured very much like a game show, like Jeopardy or whatever. And we played a bunch of that, and that's yeah. really fun. It's really fun. And then we also got Family Feud on the Switch and have played a lot of that. And that is also really, really fun. It's fun. We kind of like uh, we like the, the game, game shows. shows. yeah. Well, and our kids do too. Yeah, we play them all together. Now, I have to say I'm extremely sad because on the Trivial Pursuit game, I didn't understand how to play a series of questions about The Office. And I would have gotten them all right, but you get out on the first question you miss. And you lose them all. And it was like your first game, and you had to like kind of get into how the play goes. And I was so sad, and I hope someday, someday they'll repeat the office questions for me. Someday. So I can get the fastest fingers. We all know you know the office. Don't worry. I know. We do a lot of multiplayer games all together. Like, recent times we played Towerfall. Ultimate Chicken Horse, Duck Game. These are all popular around here. Nine Parchies. Nine Parchments is a big one. That's like our adventure one we all do together. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. You know, actually, that one is a good preparation for Dungeons & Dragons on Friday. Well, it's funny because if we take too long, I forget how to play it. So Yeah, we have to do it regularly. One more thing, too. Keith asked me about this because he said he never hears me talk about playing my DS anymore. And do I not play my 3DS anymore? Oh, my god! And I don't talk about it on here much. But I have, like, a daily game I play on there that, like, you have to play once a day. There's, like, it's called the badge game, the Nintendo Badge Arcade, which is ridiculous. But I love it. It's, like, you know, like a little claw game. And you get a certain number of free plays every day. And you collect them all. And I've been doing that for literally years. Like, pretty much every day. It's like part of my like morning routine, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, play my badge game for the day. I, I literally do that every day. But also, one of the main things I do on my 3DS is like all kinds of puzzle games because I love my 3DS for like background activity. So, for instance, if I'm going to like 
watch a little documentary on YouTube, a lot of times I'll put that on in the background and then play my DS. This is, you know, How after. How much sensory do you need? Well, I only get a limited amount of time to do fun <laughs> stuff. I mean, not it's not fun with everyone. To do me time fun stuff. And so if I can, like, have a documentary and play a puzzle game, I'm golden. So it's got to be something that I can do that I, you know, I'll turn the volume off and not have to, like, concentrate or, you know, can pause real easily. So I do a lot of that on my 3DS. Absolutely. And here's the other thing he does. I don't know if this is which DS this is, but it's one of the DSs. Okay. He'll come to bed late at night (laughs) and get all situated, put his breathing mask on and all that. (laughs) And then he'll click open his DS and play. And the light shines brightly in my face but if i sink down into my pillow behind your back it doesn't shine on my face uh-huh. and i can go back to sleep it's good so yeah that's the other thing you always play before you go to bed i do it helps but they say screen time makes you more alert and you can't sleep well they're wrong because a lot of times i fall asleep and wake myself up to the sound of my ds crashing to the floor how many styluses do you have behind your bed no i clean them out every once in a while i have a little repository back there but it's a testament to the hardware because i've had that since launch day um in 2011 I've probably dropped it hundreds of times. Now, granted, it's only a few feet and it's onto a carpet, but still, it still works. Yeah. That's that's Nintendo quality for you. All right. Well, the thing we've all been waiting for is to talk about The Longing. This is the game that I'm reading Moby Dick in. So let's jump to The Longing. I played a little bit more. I'm actually down to only, because remember the whole thing is it's like 400 days in real time. Yeah. But if you do certain activities... Within the game, it it quickens it. Well, I think I'm down to like 120 days now. So definitely have accelerated it some. Luke's down into like the double digits. But I read another chapter in Moby Dick. Mm -hmm. And um, we're going to jump into fiction books to talk about the book I've been reading within a video game. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. So let me tell you about Moby Dick. I read one more chapter this week that, if you remember correctly, when we last left off, he had gone to a chapel. It's made up from the wreckage of an old ship. He still hasn't gone out onto the ocean, right? This is Ishmael. Yeah. The main character, right? He still hasn't gone out. He's just been kind of like hanging around the town before he goes out on a journey. So he goes to this chapel. There was a whole entire chapter just talking about how the pulpit was made, if you remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And this last chapter I read consists of just the sermon that the pastor preaches. Oh, my gosh. Which is, it's amazing, though, because the whole sermon is based around Jonah and the whale. And he, like, draws all these comparisons. But it's like... It's exactly, you know, it's because he's speaking to all these whalers and stuff. And so he adapts it and makes it apply to all of them. And it's hilarious how he, you know, I mean, people do this a lot of times today, obviously, where they'll take some part of a scripture or whatever thing and twist it to, like, support whatever it is that they want to say that they Mm -hmm. believe, right? And it's exactly what it is. Like, the whole story of Jonah and the whale becomes about them being whalers and their lives on the sea and stuff. And it's it's really, it's it was entertaining. It seems like it would be super boring, but it super wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like such a classic piece of literature. No, but it, the way that he draws the parallels between everything, and it, it's, a, it's a testament to the writing that it is actually a really compelling chapter. It's wow. fascinating. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm it's glad. all within a video game. Thanks for the update, Keith. Thanks for asking. Well, if you guys would like to ask us more questions, you can do so by writing to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. We've got lots more things to talk about, like fiction books, more fiction books we need to talk about, music. We've got teaching talk we didn't get to this week. We're going to have to draw this to a close, but we'll get to all that other stuff next time. All right. Sound good? Sounds good. You want to you wanna chime in there? <laughs> Look, it's... Uh... 
It's a good time to end the show. <laughs> it's always a good time. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you. Please, please, if you can, join us on Friday for our live stream event, Friday the 24th of September. Um, it's on Facebook. It's free, obviously. It's at 5 p.m. California time, Pacific Standard. And if you miss it, you can watch the video later. But uh, we'd love to... Have you guys join us. And, of course, please write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or send us a message on our Facebook page. Tell us about your local attractions and your Disney stuff. Yay! All right. Y'all good? All good. Well, we are going to bring it to a close then. So, for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to.